You're listening to a Soulfire Productions podcast. Welcome to Wellness Realness, where we get very real about all things health and wellness, physical, mental, financial, and spiritual. I'm your host, Christina Rice, a nutritional therapy practitioner and energy healer turned holistic business coach for ambitious entrepreneurs. And I'm here to help you up-level every aspect of your life. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You can find an endless amount of content from me and join my online membership at christinaricewellness.com. And if you want exclusive behind-the-scenes content and my most unfiltered self, DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review to Wellness Realness Crew on Instagram and request to follow my super secret account. You can also join the Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe Facebook group to hang out with other listeners in the crew. Get ready for some wellness realness. On today's show, I have a return guest, the one and only Rachel Barber, my dear, dear friend and co-founder of the Brain Rewiring Certification course alongside yours truly. So she's my partner in crime. Rachel is a holistic healing expert and health coach, and she specializes in helping people self-heal from chronic illness through the power of the mind. Rachel has been a guest on the podcast many times, so make sure you rewind and listen back to those if you haven't already. I think our most popular episode together is the episode called Why I Can't Afford It is a Limiting Belief, Powerful Stuff, and our episode all about why you need a coach. So definitely check those out. But I wanted to have Rachel back on the show today, of course, to catch up with her nomad life. She's back to the nomad life, but also because there's a certain topic I've been talking about a lot with my own mentors, and Rachel and I have been talking about it a lot between ourselves in the last month or so. And I told her we should record a podcast about this just to kind of get people thinking because this has been one of the most important pieces to my own personal growth and expansion. And the topic is really why you should embrace your triggers and follow your triggers. And getting triggered comes up so much in coaching. And for me, all of the coaches I've ever worked with who have expanded me the most and who I've gotten the best results with have been the people who trigger me the most. And it's that feeling where at first you might come across them or their content and I would I would push it away and think, no, like I would get this visceral reaction and then you start to embrace it and think, why is this triggering me? And I just kept getting nudged toward them. And those are the people who were the people I needed the most and have allowed me to grow so much. And I was talking about that with Rachel too, because I've been talking about it with my own mentors who have had the same experience. Like you always want to work with somebody who pushes you a bit. And she was saying, yeah, I felt the same way. And that she always got the best results from working with coaches who triggered her a lot when she first came across them. And then there's the whole piece of being coaches and triggering clients and not intentionally triggering clients, but it just naturally comes up when you are doing deep trauma healing and shadow work and brain rewiring. Of course, I mean, when you go through BRCC or if you go through No Bullshit Business School or Rachel's programs, it's a lot of deep work. There's a lot of brain rewiring and you have to face your triggers, but that's how people get such amazing results. And so this episode is all about triggers and why you should not run away from them, why you should follow them and learn from them. So keep an open mind. I mean, the episode alone is probably going to trigger you, which means you need to hear it. If it triggers you, you need to hear it. And before we hop into the episode, I just want to remind you that this is the last week to sign up for this round of No Bullshit Business School. This is my three-month signature group coaching program. If you want to learn how to build a six-figure online coaching business without a big following using social media, we are down to our last few spots. Enrollment closes September 25th or potentially before. I'm recording these ahead of time, though. If we fill out before then, this is the last time I'm running the group in 2020. And I'll say that it the program is probably going to change a bit next year. So I would get in sooner rather than later. And also, if you keep thinking about it and you're thinking, oh, we'll do it later. That's just you getting in your own way. So <laughs> I would apply now. Get on a call. See if it's a good fit. We're going to start October 5th. But again, enrollment closes September 25th. 
I'm getting so excited. The group is going to be so amazing. We cover all things tangible marketing strategy, how to write copy that converts, all things marketing on Instagram, as well as building your email list, networking, collaborations, adding in additional income streams, how to scale a one-to-one practice, pricing and packages and pricing structure, as well as moving into group programs, online courses, memberships. We talk about podcasting and other marketing strategies. We also talk about how to coach, how to be a very effective coach and provide your clients very deep transformations. And of course, all things energetics when it comes to business. We do brain rewiring for abundance and balancing your masculine and feminine energy, all things manifestation. This course is jam-packed and will change your life. You also get a library of bonus interviews with some incredible guests who have built amazing businesses, plus an individualized energy healing session from yours truly to clear off any abundance blocks. You'll get weekly video and audio lectures, plus worksheets and PDFs, a Slack community for support in between, and an amazing, irreplaceable community of like-minded women who will truly become your lifelong friends. You don't want to miss this opportunity, so you can apply now at bit.ly slash nobsbs. Or you can go to my website, christinaricewellness.com and click that business tab at the top and it will take you to the page. Again, that's bit.ly slash no BSBS. Sign up now before you regret it. This is the last round of 2020. I am so excited. And in the meantime, enjoy this conversation with Rachel Barber. You know how picky I am when it comes to ingredients and I also never want to compromise performance for high quality ingredients. And this is why I love native. I know how hard it is to find non-toxic deodorant. I have tried so, so many and native deodorant has always been the one that stands up to the San Diego heat. I have been using native deodorant for over a year now, and this is why I'm so excited to be working with them and so proud to have them as a sponsor. Native deodorant is filled with ingredients found in nature, like coconut oil for its antimicrobial properties, shea butter for moisturizing, and tapioca starch to absorb any wetness. It's formulated without any aluminum, parabens, and talc, which all can clog your sweat glands and actually keep you from sweating, which is not ideal if you are looking to let your body detox. Native comes in a wide variety of scents for both men and women, and they have new limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. They also have an unscented formula and a baking soda-free formula for anyone with sensitivities. Some of their classic deodorant scents are coconut and vanilla, lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, and citrus and herbal. I have been using the coconut and vanilla for quite some time, and recently I got a stick of the cucumber and mint and love it, especially for summer. And I got so excited when I saw in their monthly newsletter about their pumpkin spice latte collection. It has notes of pumpkin, cinnamon, nutmeg, and clove. And what I love about Native is all of their scented deodorants, which are made with totally natural scents, might I add, but they're not overpowering. I used to always struggle with that with deodorants that'd be scented and I would just open up the stick and I I could barely handle it. It is not overpowering. I love their scented deodorants. I also love their Plastic Free by 23 initiative that is aiming to offer sustainable packaging options for all of their products by the end of 2023. And they recently launched their plastic-free deodorant. It is made from 100% paperboard, 0% plastic, currently available in five of their classic scents. And it's also shipped in a plastic-free bag made from 100% recycled paper. Native is vegan, never tested on animals. There's really no risk to try because they offer free shipping and 30-day returns and exchanges in the US. You can also get a monthly subscription. So if you want a new deodorant, just deliver it to your door. Every one, two, three, or four months, you save two bucks a stick when you subscribe. I love Native because it stands up against the heat, doesn't cause harm to my clothes like other deodorants, doesn't cause any irritation to my skin, has great ingredients, and honestly works better than any deodorant I've ever tried. So if you want 20% off your first purchase, you can visit nativedo.com slash wellness or use the code wellness for 20% off a checkout. Again, that's nativedo.com, N-A-T-I-V-E-D-E-O.com slash wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, or use that code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 20% off your first order. So how's the nomad life? 
Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving it. I'm currently in Maine and I'm headed back to San Diego in a couple days for a road trip in California and then off to Colorado for all of October. You know, what's funny is I was talking about this with some of my clients the other day about what abundance mindset and how you live. And I was saying how it's somebody was asking about, should they move into a bigger place or stay in a smaller place and save money? And I was like, well, depends on what's what makes you feel abundant because it's going to be different for every person. And I was saying like, you know, lifestyle, it's so dependent on the person. For example, I like to live in a stable, big, open place. You feel more abundant when you just feel free and like you can travel. Yeah. Yeah. That you, right. Yeah. That feels super abundant to me. Um, being able to go anywhere I want, whenever I want. Yeah. But for some people that would feel not. Um, I was thinking the same thing the other day about renting versus buying. Mm-hmm. I always used to think that renting was more like free or whatever, but now I'm like, no, actually I feel like buying is yeah. more freedom than renting is. I know. Well, I've been thinking about this so much because I was so, I mean, I get kind of against buying a house for a long time because I felt like I don't want to be tied down to a place. It's a bit, it's a big commitment, right? Big, big investment. And then here I, here I am. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 But it's freeing because it's like, I have full control there over. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I could sell it if I wanted to, I could flip it in a second. Exactly. Yeah. You have complete freedom. And you can do whatever you want. You don't have a landlord bossing you around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's all, it's all in the eye of the beholder, I suppose. It is. I think also something that I wanted to talk about is like that decision. It's so funny because we see the behind the scenes. Like We'll talk about these decisions. And I almost feel like we are used to making these big changes like on the fly because we're so used to like following our intuition. And for mm-hmm. other people, it feels like so out of the blue. And so I wanted you to share more about how you came to the decision that you wanted to go back to nomad life. Yeah. So I know, right? Because so many people are like, what's happening? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you just changed your life overnight. My mom told me she was watching my Instagram stories and saw them moving furniture out and she started panicking and was like, what's she doing? <laughs> but yeah. I'm, like, so- I'm not surprised. I'm like, I'm honestly not surprised. I was right. Like, <laughs> I know. So what it started out when I moved into the cottage I was living in in California, I moved in in February and I was going to decorate and I immediately started getting downloads like, don't bother. You're not going to be here that long. And I was like, what the hell? Because I was planning, like I bought furniture, like I had been nomading before that, but I decided I'm going to settle down. I'm going to like put some roots in. I bought furniture. I was like staying like long term. That was my plan. So when it said like, don't bother, you're not going to be here that long. I was like, what? And then I was thinking, well, maybe I'm just going to move to like a better location or a bigger space and then I'll decorate there. Um, And then like it just, the downloads kept coming through that moving was going to be coming soon. And I kept thinking, what, how is this possible? Like, when am I moving? Where am I moving? Why am I moving? Like, it didn't make any sense to me. I had zero desire for any of it. And, but I was just trusting the messages that were coming through. And they just continued to come through over the months. And then during the summer, like towards the end of the summer, I noticed I would like find myself like daydreaming about like living in other states. And I would like find myself online, like researching like houses, like on Zillow, like houses in like North Carolina and shit. And I was like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm so happy here. What am I doing? And then I realized like, that's your intuition, Rachel. Like, that's a nudge. Like there's something in you that's looking for more that that's like not fully set here. And so I just kind of like opened myself up to it. And I was like, what's going on here? And I realized, um, then I, then I took a weekend trip away and that like sparked it for me. And I was like, Oh my God, like I forgot how much I love traveling. Like my soul just felt like it was like, so like set on fire and like so happy. And then like maybe a week later, I was just eating breakfast and the message came through. It was like, nomad, sell your shit, like let's go. And so I went online as I'm eating my breakfast, posted all of my furniture. And within two hours, my cottage was empty. Um, I called my landlord, told them I was leaving. And then a week and a half later, I was gone. 
I love it. Well, and I think this also brings up the question that, again, I was just talking to this about, with, about this with some of my clients the other day and they were saying they're getting messages and they're like, so do I do it now or do I wait? And so maybe you can talk to that. Like, so you're getting these messages for a while about going back to nomad life. And then how did you know it was the moment like now? It just, I mean, it gets to a point where like at first it will just come in like little whispers, like ideas. And that doesn't mean do it right away. That just like open yourself, like Mm -hmm. start looking at it, open yourself to the possibility and feel, feel into it. And like, and just open yourself to it. And I think that's what you need to do first. And then it's going to get to a point where like the signs and the feelings become so intense that you just like, you just know, you like, can't I, not. <laughs> yeah, you can't not like, it's just like, I don't know. It was just like a knowing at first, like the months leading up to that, it was like a questioning, but also like a, I know this is going to happen, but I don't understand how, and I'm not ready for it. Like I didn't have a, the desire yet. That's mm-hmm. when, once the desire hit and I was like, I feel like nomading. Like, then it was like, oh, that's where this has been leading to this whole time. Now we take action. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think like sometimes people will feel like a really intense, like you need to do this. It's not like the leading up, but it's the actual like do this now. Sometimes you don't have any leading up signs. Sometimes you get a message and it's like, do this now. And I think um, like when you feel that intensity, like trust it, like I we're not going to get told to do something like if we're not supposed to do it. And I don't think there's ever a wrong time. Like, I don't think we can ever do something too early or too late. I think if back in February, when I got that first download, if I had just decided to do it, then it would have been fine. It would have been great too. I needed, I needed to get to nomading again, whether it was in February or whether it started in August, but I needed to make it happen. Um, But I think like, if you're being told something like that means like, you need to do it. And if you're being told now, it probably means like now is an okay time. You can wait, but you can, you don't always need to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so (laughs) I think a lot of people might not realize how much in BRCC, we talk a lot about intuition. And why do you think that brain rewiring and intuition are so tied together? Well, brain rewiring, it like, it honestly helps you connect with yourself on like mm-hmm. a very deep level and it connects, help you connect with your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions, but also brain rewiring like opens you up spiritually. It's mm-hmm. really interesting, but it opens you up spiritually. And like I've seen inside my program, total healing, like women will go through it and they'll start out just like, you know, average person joining my program, they leave it and they like have had a spiritual awakening mm-hmm. and they're like, deeply spiritual all of a sudden and like this getting downloads and like even like psychic shit happening to them. And it's like mind blowing. And I think it's because like the brain is just so powerful. And when we use it in the right way, it can open us up to these otherworldly things like connecting to spirits, connecting to our intuition, connecting with like our guides and the universe and all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've seen the same thing in No Bullshit Business School. It's like, wow, everybody just came out of this really psychic. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, and think about it. When you are rewiring the brain, you're you're shifting neural pathways. And imagine like those pathways have blocked you into thinking in a certain way and seeing the world through a certain lens. And suddenly you're taking off that lens and opening yourself up to all the possibilities. And that's very much what it's like to open yourself up to intuition. It's just being open not one set way or one set truth, just being very open to all the infinite possibilities. And, you know, when we think about how the universe works, there are so many ways, like the timelines can play out so many choices we can make. And yeah, it's a big part of the brain rewiring process. Like, I feel like it's, it's almost wild to me. And I think the other piece of that is the trauma, the trauma healing and the shadow work that, that we do in the brain rewiring process, which that also opens you up very much intuitively. And this yeah. relates to the trigger piece, right? <laughs> and I like I wanted to talk about getting triggered by coaches today because I feel like a lot of people, if they get triggered by someone, they push them away. They're like, oh no, that doesn't feel good, right? It doesn't feel good. Oh, they don't yeah. resonate with me. And so what would you say to that? <laughs> Look deeper into that. Because sometimes... 
sometimes that's your intuition being like, no, stay away from this person. But a lot of times when a person Mm -hmm. is triggering you, it's not your intuition saying no, it's a trigger, which means that it's something in them is like rubbing you the wrong way. It's bothering you. And you need to look into why is that, right? Because they're just mirroring something in you that you haven't fully accepted or that needs healing or something. But they're showing you something that needs deeper work. So you need to look into that instead of just pushing it away. Go, hey, get curious instead and go, hey, like, why am I feeling triggered right now? What about this person? What about them? Or what about what they're doing is triggering me? And that's going to lead you back to maybe some thoughts or some beliefs or something that you have in you that need shifting. Mm -hmm. Well, I have found that the people who have expanded me the most and the most quickly are the ones who I initially have this, it's like a weird gut reaction. I feel like now I don't identify it as I'm triggered. I think I I probably would have a couple of years ago. I would have felt like they're triggering me. It's like this weird, like, I'm kind of scared, but also like, I want more of this mm-hmm. kind of feeling. Like, what's your secret? But also like, I'm kind of scared because it feels like a huge vibrate, like a huge frequency gap, you know? And then that's my sign. Like, I need to get in that person's energy. And I was actually talking about this in terms of jealousy the other week on Instagram. And I'm like, people will get jealous of somebody else. They're just proof that you can get that. So if I was jealous of someone, like, why wouldn't you just get in their energy more? Like, learn from them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The people that I online that I see that I'm like, ooh, I'm a little envious of, I go out of my way to watch them Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I'm going to learn from them. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to learn from the way that they're thinking and behaving. And like, because I know I can have what they have. Mm -hmm. We're all capable. Yeah. And so like with, I know you talked before about how like the coaches you've worked with, they always trigger you at first. Oh yeah, absolutely. Every coach I've ever worked with, like my very first business coach triggered the heck out of me at first. Like at first I found her page and something in me was like, no, no. (laughs) I just like, didn't like it. Like something turned me off and I was like, no way. But I kept finding myself going back to her page over and over and over. And then like reading her post and like using the stuff. And then finally I was like, shit, like, I don't know. And then something in me like was like, I have to work with this person. And I like literally threw my money at her. Like, like there was not even a question working with her, but yeah, she did absolutely trigger me at first, but it was because like, there was something in her that I needed that my Mm. ego was like resisting. Mm. Explain more about that, what that means. Yeah. So like, there, I needed to up level, right? Like I needed my beliefs to be challenged. I needed like knowledge that I didn't have to move forward, to get where I wanted to be in my life. And this woman like had it, right? She was where I wanted to be, which can be triggering on its own, right? Cause it's like, oh, look at this person. They're so successful. And like, and it, when you watch things online, you're like, oh, they're so happy. Their life is perfect. They're so successful. Like, and that can be annoying. Like, like, fuck you. Like, cause you want to be there. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, it can be frustrating. So like, there's that aspect, but then, um, it's also just like something in, in their energy I found that triggered me. And I think that it, honestly, I think it was because they were in an energy frequency that I was getting ready to step into, but mm-hmm. wasn't into yet. And so like your body resists. I think we, that resistance comes up because like our egos don't want to grow, right? Like our egos are just like happy to stay where they're at and like, um, you know, subtle and all of that. But our higher selves know what we need and our higher selves know like we need to go through uncomfortable things and um, challenging experiences to become who we need to be. And But I think our egos resist that. So my ego was like, fuck no, stay away from this chick, right? Like, Hell no, because it's like, oh, that's going to require work and getting out of my comfort zone and like really challenging myself. But my higher self knew better. And that's why I kept being led back to her page over and over. Mm -hmm. Well, and we live in such cancel culture and people are so, they get triggered by everything and they want to avoid triggers. And somebody actually made this comment to me about us and they're like, you guys just don't seem to get upset. And I'm like, it's not like we don't ever get upset, but we are. I think pretty 
comfortable with getting triggered. Like we like, we've learned how to like look at it instead of just push it away. You know? No, it's like, we look at it and go, Oh, there's an opportunity for inner work right now. Mm -hmm. Like it's a blessing. Our triggers are blessings. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you already know that I am beyond obsessed with Organifi. I'm starting to think it might be a problem. We have an entire pantry of Organifi because I will have a panic attack if I run out. And I'm not joking when I tell you I love every single product from them, but I want to highlight the two that I am currently drinking like no other right now. The first being Organifi Green Juice. You probably see me post about this almost every single day because I have it every single day. This is a delicious minty green juice packed with 11 superfoods to help with detoxifying the body and boosting your energy naturally. Some of the ingredients include moringa, which is incredible for improving skin health and natural energy, ashwagandha, which is an adaptogen that most of you are probably familiar with that helps to rebalance the hormone levels in the body. This is great for the morning just to help balance you out throughout the day. Spirulina, which is a blue-green algae that you probably heard about on the show before, loaded with micronutrients. The other ingredients are chlorella, beets, turmeric, mint, lemon, and coconut water. I feel freaking amazing after I drink this. I have so much energy. I feel clear-headed and I don't need any coffee to feel that way. It's such an easy way to get so many incredible superfoods in. I always try and have spirulina and chlorella every single day and it tastes so good. All you have to do is drop a scoop in some cold water and mix it up. You can also put it in a smoothie. What I love to do is mix it mostly with water and then do maybe a quarter cup of almond milk or coconut milk. And it is like this creamy, minty, delicious, I don't even know what it is, but I'm obsessed with it. And the other product I want to highlight is Organifi Gold, which I've been drinking for a really long time. It is like an instant golden milk almost, but way better. But they just came out with their Organifi Gold Pumpkin Spice, which is seasonal. And this will change your life. I'm I'm not even joking. It has turmeric, which is a natural anti-inflammatory and antioxidant. It has ginger, which is amazing for supporting your immune system, great for any aches and pains. And reishi, the most studied mushroom for resting and relaxation, great for supporting your body's sleep cycles. It also has lemon balm, turkey tail mushroom extract, which is amazing for your digestion, supporting the immune system and its antiviral properties. Magnesium chloride, organic black pepper, organic nutmeg, cinnamon allspice cloves. But basically, this is golden milk with a pumpkin spice twist and you will be so obsessed with it. This is amazing for right before bed. All you have to do is mix a scoop with some hot water and you're good to go. If you love all things pumpkin spice plus health benefits, you want to have this in your nighttime routine. It helps me really wind down before I go to sleep. It calms my digestion and it's like the perfect dessert in the evening without really being a dessert. It's amazing for you. All organic. Cannot recommend this enough. So if you want to try out Organifi, we're probably going to want to buy all of their products. Head to Organifi.com slash CRW to get 15% off. Again, that's Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash CRW and my code CRW will get you 15% off. I am so pumped to see what you try out. I want to talk more about this within the coaching experience because you can speak to this being a client from before and then also now as a coach of like within that container, the triggers that come up. I remember when I was first, when I first started coaching and anytime I felt a client get triggered, I would like back off because I was so scared. And I was like, oh my, I don't want them to not like me. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, right? What was he doing? Um, and I think a lot of people are like that. And like, they're not getting their clients that great of results because they're, they're, afraid to really get in there. So I would love to hear more about like what your perspective is on triggering within the coaching container. Yeah. I mean, I trigger my clients constantly. Um, and it's not like I'm purposely like scheming up ways. Like I'm going to yeah. do this, this and say this to trigger my client. Like absolutely not. But when I'm coaching them, I'm calling them out on their bullshit. Like I'm seeing patterns in them that they can't see. And I'm saying, Hey, like, this is what I'm seeing. Like, look at this. And it can be super, super triggering. Um, I can also, uh, with certain clients, I have to be very like tough love. 
um, where I have to be more firm with certain clients or like firm on certain calls than others. And those can be really triggering for people because they're like, oh my God, like, is Rachel upset? Like whatever. And it's like, um, and, but the thing is, is like, it, it's so, so necessary. What will happen is typically like, I know my clients will get triggered. They might go quiet for a couple of days. You can tell like they get bothered. They always come back to me later and send me a message and they're like, I got upset, but like, thank you so much. I needed that so bad. Like, I'm so grateful. I love you so much. And it's because, you know, and that's how it is when you get triggered, right? At first you resist because you're like, this doesn't feel good and you push it away. But when you sit with it, you realize like, oh, wow, I needed that. Like, this is helping me. This is helping me grow. Um, and so I, as a coach, I really think like if you're a coach listening to this, don't be scared about triggering your clients. I remember when I first started, I would get nervous. I could tell I triggered someone and I'd be like, oh my God, are they going to quit the program? Like, oh my God, what did I just do? But then I started seeing the pattern of them always coming back and thanking me for it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, they want it, guys. They actually want it. That's why they hired you. They want to be held accountable. They want to be challenged. They want you to they want their shit to be fixed. They want you to call out them out on their shit. Um, but it doesn't mean that they're going to love the feeling when it happens. So you just do it in the most loving way possible. Um, and like when I do trigger people, I make it very clear to them at the same time, like, yeah, I'm being firm with you right now, but also I love you deeply. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was, I was going to bring that up. Like, I think it's a really beautiful opportunity to repattern some things for the client because most people haven't experienced somebody giving them tough love or being firm or calling them on their bullshit at the same time as feeling this immense deep love. Right. And I think that's where it's like an opportunity to show them like, Hey, no, I can call you on your bullshit. Cause I'm not going to enable you to live in this pattern. That's clearly not serving you. Otherwise you wouldn't have signed up for this program, but also, you know, that no matter what, like I can give you tough love and I love you so much. And you feel that. And I think most people haven't experienced that before because especially in childhood, we, we often learn like my parent or authority figure gets mad at me and now I feel like they don't even love me, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's also the process of showing them that both can happen at the same time. You feel immense love and you also are called on your bullshit and that's not going to make somebody not like you anymore, right? <laughs> if they call yeah. you out, which is, yeah. is, is so valuable in the big scheme of things because it makes that person stop going through life so scared. And I think they show up in their relationships differently too, because so many people just avoid conflict in, in relationships, like romantic relationships, friendships, because they think if there's any conflict, if I trigger this person, then they're not going to love me anymore. And we're not going to have this relationship anymore. And it's yeah. not true. It's not at all guys. It's not like, and like, I mean, you can eat, this is true even in any relationship, even like romantic relationships. Like I want the people in my life that are close to me to call me on my shit. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's triggering. Yeah, it is. But I want it because that's true. Those are true relationships that you can grow in. And like hearing you talk about that, like what thought came through was like, when we step into that energy as a coach, where we're triggering someone, but we're also like holding this space and just like loving them so deeply, that's us relapping into our divine masculine right? Like we're not like, we're holding them accountable. We're being really firm and like, like this needs to change and like calling them out, but also just like holding them with so much love. Um, mm -hmm. and it's like really the divine masculine coming through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just want to reiterate, Rachel and I don't intentionally try and trigger people. It just naturally comes out when we are like seeing the patterns. Mm -hmm. We're just seeing the patterns that are arising. And we're calling or saying, hey, you're, you're in that pattern. Like this is what's getting you in, in the shitty situation you're in right now. And that's what triggers people the same way. I mean, look at Instagram. People get so upset. People like somebody will post something not directed at any one person in particular. And people are commenting, this is so triggering. And it's like, it mm -hmm. wasn't about you, right? So you can yeah. move life all the time and accidentally tr trigger people. It's not oh. our responsibility to cater to other people's insecurities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All you have to do is like take a picture of yourself and put it online. And it can be triggering. Like you're too fat, you're too thin, like whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What I will say is, I know we've both experienced this. Like, 
I've had so many clients tell me, you know, when I first started listening to your content, reading your blog, I, I hated you. You triggered the fuck out of me. I hated what you had to say. I thought you were the worst, but then I just kept coming back. And like, these are the people who end up being like my clients who buy all of my offerings, who always want to be in my energy. We're super close now. And I've heard it enough times like to know guys, like you're going to get the biggest transformation if you work with a coach who triggers you because mm-hmm. they're going to expand your mindset the most. It's true. And I know you've heard that from your clients too. Oh yeah. My clients all the time are like, I hated you. <laughs> like I literally had clients that were angry with me before they were ever clients. They were following me online and they were so angry with me. Like specifically one client client was like, I was so angry with you for months because I had said something on an Instagram story about like, you should be grateful for your illness. Like start giving gratitude for your illness. Like this will help you to like, like move away from that illness faster. And she was so mad for months. And then she said she got so bad at one point, she finally broke down and tried it. And then like, was like, oh my God, that was the most powerful thing ever. And then after that, then she started taking me more seriously. But, um, and then she ended up hiring me and now she literally works inside my business with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and it started out with her like hating me for months. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's so true. It's so true. It's because uh, and also one, one, one right now <laughs> we're here, <laughs> but it's just, it's true. It's like, they see something in us that they need and it, it rubs them the wrong way. And like, same, I mean, it happens to me. I see things in people that I need mm-hmm. um, for myself and they rub me the wrong way. Yeah. Well, let's use that. I think that's such a good example because I think that's a common one that triggers people. Like you saying, be grateful for your illness. And the same way we say like everything happens for you, not to you. I mean, that triggers the fuck out of people that Mm -hmm. really triggers them because now like we're basically not enabling victim mindset. And it's so much easier to blame, to blame other people for what's happening in our lives. And I think especially the illness one is a good example. Maybe we can go through, this is good. Let's talk about the illness. And let's talk about business. Like, okay. cause I think this will help illuminate it for people. So why it triggers people so much when Rachel says, be grateful for your illness, right? Is because they're in this constant loop of hating their illness, hating their bodies. Poor me. This happened to me. And now suddenly to be grateful for my illness, like, I mean, that's flipping it all on its head. And also Actually, this is, I want to talk about this because there is somebody prominent in the space who talks a lot about like your illness is not your fault. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, I see what he, I see what he's saying because your illness, like we know you didn't mean to, right? Like you didn't mean to, but, and, and I, I think he's also saying in the context of how doctors are like, well, you're not eating well enough or you're not taking this thing properly. And it's like, no, you're not making it up. You're not making it up in your head that you're sick, right? You're sick. Um, but, but it is our responsibility. It because- is exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the shift. It's not our fault. Mm-hmm. Cause right. Cause fault has that negative connotation. Like, Oh, I did something bad. This is my punishment from doing something bad or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Fuck no, because your illness is not a punishment. It's a gift. It's a gift to be grateful for. So yeah, it's not our fault. It's our responsibility to say like, yes, I led myself here. Mm-hmm. I made decisions in my life and let I'm living this life. Like you're the one common denominator in your life. Like you got yourself to where you are today. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that you asked for chronic illness? No. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that. Does it mean that like you, you like beat your body every day into the ground and like, that's why you're sick. It doesn't mean that. Although, I mean, that is what happens to some people, but it doesn't mean that, but it does mean that you, you chose this life. You chose yeah, this life. Soul and life. I believe exactly. I believe this from like a far up level, right? Cause some people have a hard time being like, I'm not responsible for this. And I'm like, well, if, your soul chose Mm -hmm. this. Like, I believe our souls choose the lives that we're coming into. We choose our bodies. We choose our families that we're stepping into. And we have a general idea of like the path of our life. Of course, we have free will. We can decide what we want when we're here in the 3D world living. But I do believe 
that there is like a set general idea of what our life is going to look like. And we know like certain challenges that we will more than likely face in each life. Like I believe fully that I chose my parents. I knew I was going to grow up in a a scary, violent home. Mm -hmm. I knew that I was going to develop a chronic illness and that it was going to lead me to my purpose. Like I knew all of those things coming in. I chose it. And so it's my responsibility to say like, this isn't this horrific thing that's happening to me. Like this is something my soul chose and I can use this for good. I can take this experience and make it positive and use this to like change my life in like amazing ways. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's really that shift of what am I supposed to learn from this? Like, what was I supposed to learn? And when you're in the, in the middle of it, it is difficult to really make that mindset shift. You know, it's so like hard. looking back, you're like, thank God I went through all of that. You know, like, thank God all that shitty stuff happened because look at who I came out to be. And especially mm-hmm. with chronic illness, I mean, yeah, it can, it can fucking suck. But like, I look back now and I'm like, thank God that happened because my body was leading me somewhere completely different. Had that not happened, I would hate my life right now. Like, yeah, you'd be I living would, a completely different life. Yeah, it would be completely different. And I wouldn't, I just, I wouldn't be the person I am today. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it, I know it's hard in the moment, but I think if someone like Rachel, who has had really extreme chronic illness, grew up in a very violent, scary home, struggled with like her family, she had nothing growing up, right? Yeah, we were broke for a yeah. lot of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, like if she can come out and be like, I'm grateful for this and this taught me something, like just open your mind to that, right? And like with business, it's this like struggle. Why am I not getting clients? How come I can't make money? It's so hard. It's like, well, you have to take responsibility. Like, where are you not open to bringing in money? Where are you not open to bringing in clients? Like, where are you just stuck in your ways? And yeah. I think it's just like, I know it's, it's triggering, but this is also taking a position of neutrality and like looking at things from an outside party, third party <laughs> observer perspective. I think especially right now, people, it's easier to sit in this place of fear and anger and blame than to say, okay, this is happening, but how can I move forward from it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. not easy to do, but it's so powerful. But that's what people do all the time. Like when people complain, you're just sitting in those negative feelings and then perpetuating the pattern. Mm-hmm. right versus okay this shitty thing happened and like yeah let yourself feel the emotion and move through it but then you have to move forward somehow and the way to move forward is by really learning from whatever happened for you right so like what did your what did you learn from having from growing up in an abusive household mm. so much I mean what it it, a lot of the things I learned I learned like later on as I got older and I was like looking back and doing the healing from it Mm -hmm. but what I learned was that like safety is in us right like safety is not outside of us you can be in like the scariest environment um and like everything you need is in you everything you have inside of you um, no matter what is happening, we are always safe and protected and loved by the universe. It also like just taught me how effing strong I can be, right? Like I went through that growing up and it was so, so difficult, but it made me resilient as hell. Now, like when challenges come my way or scary things happen, I'm like, okay, I can handle this. Cause like I could handle what I went through when I was a little kid. Like I can handle this. Like this is no big deal. So it really showed me like how strong I am and like how much I'm capable of. And it showed me like forgiveness, right? How to see people, how to see people's souls, right? And love them for who they are as their soul rather than like judging them for like the actions that their egos are making while they're on this earth. Mm -hmm. What was your process to forgiveness? It was, I mean, I fought it for so long. For the longest time, I was like, I will never forgive my dad. Like, I was so fucking angry forever. And when I was healing, I realized, like, all of that, when it was when I was trying to heal from chronic illness, I finally forgave him because I realized all of that 
negative energy I was holding on to by holding this resentment and anger towards him was not, it wasn't impacting him at all. It wasn't punishing him. It was punishing me. And I realized by forgiving him, I wasn't setting him free. I wasn't condoning his behavior. What I was doing is I was giving my, setting myself free mm-hmm. and giving myself peace. It was a gift for me, not for him. And so um, I just kind of had to go through the process of like looking at what he did and like looking at the events that happened and like seeing it in a different way. Like how, what goodness came out of this? How did this help me? And like, also like, what could have this man been going through or gone through in his life to cause him to treat his family this way? Mm -hmm. Right. And then it really allowed me to open up to have like compassion for him because I really, because at the end of the day, hurt people hurt people. So I knew like if he was that hurtful to my family, he obviously was hurt very deeply himself. And so it allowed me to see him with like love and compassion, which ultimately is what like allowed me to forgive him because I was able to see him for his soul and see like, oh, his soul is innocent. His soul is of love and light. Um, His ego is a little messed up right now because of what's happened to him here on earth in this life. Um, But I don't have to judge him and like condone him, like condemn him, right? I don't have to condemn him for those behaviors. I can say like, no, I don't like that. I don't want that in my life, but I don't have to hold on to that and let it negatively impact me. Hmm. This is going to trigger the fuck out of people. Oh, (laughs) I know it does. It always does because we go deep into this inside my program. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, it always triggers people deeply. But then when I, because they'll be like, I don't get this. And then when I actually coach them on it, they're like, oh, I see this now. Like they're able to make the shift. Oftentimes, like they'll watch the video on this and they won't be able to do it themselves. They're like, I I still don't understand. And But then once they get the coaching, they're like, oh, now I get it. And like, now I'm fucking free. Thank you, Rachel. And I'm like, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I always tell my clients, I'm like, you need to give yourself a big pat on the back because the fact that you're willing to take this step and like be open to these big mindset shifts and be open to taking responsibility and getting triggered so that you can grow. Not everybody is able to do that. It's a really strong quality to be able to just be open to hearing a different perspective and put yourself in an uncomfortable situation so that you can grow. And I always think about like, I mean, I attract in people who want to be the best versions of themselves, right? Like we don't attract in people who don't want to change. Like I'm like, I attract that person in and even if it feels uncomfortable at first, that's why there's a piece of you that like wants to go in and do the deep work and figure out where am I fucking shit up for myself, really. And so, you know, I think like, I always want to like honor people who are ready to do the work because the majority of people I see running around, like they aren't willing to even listen to the other side and they're just stuck where they're at. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's even a lot of coaches that are like that. Oh, totally. And it's like, yeah. So many coaches. I mean, I think this also relates to the business coaching thing where they have so much ego that they don't want to like get coached by someone else. And I'm like, no, no, no. If you're a coach, you need to have coaches. Like we've talked about this before. Yeah. We both have coaches. I'll always have a coach. It's so important, but it's like this, this ego piece and they don't want to take responsibility. And when things aren't going the way they want, then they're like coming up with all these excuses. Oh, well, I'm trying, I'm doing everything right, but nothing's working. Like I'm not doing anything wrong. It's not about my energy. I just need X, Y, Z. And I'm like, it's all these excuses. I'm thinking you need to take responsibility somewhere because why is it that these people can shift their mindset and their strategy and just propel upward and then you sit here spiraling and nothing's happening and you play the victim card. If you have ever wanted to launch a successful podcast, but you've been too nervous to, or if you've launched a podcast and it's not going quite as well as you thought it would, maybe you aren't getting as many downloads as you want or ratings and reviews, or maybe you just have no idea how to actually monetize it. Well, it is your lucky day because that is why I created the pod course with my friends, Kelly Tennant and Connor Moore from Soulfire Productions. 
which is the network that produces my show. Kelly, Connor, and I have been podcasting for a long time. I've been podcasting for over five years now. I've hosted two shows. I've worked on the back end of multiple shows and Kelly and Connor have also had a ton of experience with their own podcasts and they work with a ton of podcasts in Soulfire. And we have come to understand that a lot of people really struggle with creating truly successful shows. And that's why we created the pod course to break it all down for you. This is a six week live course. You will get weekly lessons, video and audio and PDFs. And then live Q&A calls with all three of us, where we answer literally everything you need to know about how to launch a successful podcast, monetize it, make it legit. It's all in this course and you get access to us to ask all of your personal questions, plus the community of other podcasts in the course. So you're not doing it alone. We teach you all the logistics of setting up a podcast, everything from equipment, editing, music, producing, hosting it, sharing it marketing it, how to monetize it, how to build your community, get more downloads, boost ratings and reviews, all about the branding and the style of your show. And we talk a lot about how to interview, how to find amazing guests, guest outreach, building your network, everything in between. This is really everything that we wish we knew years ago when we started our shows. And podcasting has been one of the most rewarding endeavors I ever set out on and has been one of the most important marketing tools for my business. And I know so many people nowadays want to launch a podcast, but unfortunately, a lot of them aren't that great. And people don't know how to make their podcast stand out, how to produce something that seems very high quality and professional and how to actually monetize it without needing a million downloads. We notice that there are a lot of people out there who talk about podcasting, but they don't really spill the tea. And the three of us are very no bullshit and really just lay it all out there for you. So there is nothing left unshared. And again, you have access to the three of us to ask all of your personal questions. So we are with you step by step along the way. So if you are ready to launch your podcast or take your podcast to the next level and learn directly from me, Kelly and Connor, so you can make massive impact, reach more people and monetize your show, then head to thepodcourse.com to enroll right there. We have limited spaces available. Enrollment closes October 5th and we start the course October 12th. It is going to be an epic group of people. Again, head to thepodcourse.com and you'll find all of the information right there. I've been talking a lot about money mindset. And for me, I feel like my money mindset has changed so much in the last year because of one of my coaches who has, like, she triggers the fuck out of me. Like, I've never been so triggered in my life. Um, And (laughs) in such a good way because she'll say things and it's like, I'm so resistant. And I'm like, I feel this knot in my stomach. And then I start to think about it. I'm like, holy shit, this is so empowering. Like, what if I took that perspective? Because the way she views, money and like energy and just the exchange of coaching, it it allows me to hold myself to a different standard and other people to a different standard and like opens my eyes like, oh, there's this perspective. And that has what has allowed me to have quantum leaps, but it wouldn't have quantum leaps if I didn't put myself in a position where I was getting triggered with a new mindset. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, it takes getting uncomfortable is what it takes. People want like the ride to success, whether it be like business healing, like whatever goal they're trying to reach. They want it to be like easy mm-hmm. and like feel good the whole way. And it's not going to. Mm-hmm. It's going to be it requires getting really, really uncomfortable. So how do you balance like we talk about when it flows? It's right when it flows, right? Like things just flow in the right. But then also that it's not going to be easy. Yeah. So like, yeah. Right. So things flow. That's how, you know, like, okay, like I'm moving, this is good. I'm moving towards this. Like typically things are going to flow and like happen pretty easily, but there are definitely challenges like that just pop up. Like, so like for, like for me in like business, right. Like it's like, oh, like things flow easily. Like my program fills really easily. Like the money flows in, it's all super easy, but then you get other challenges, like things that force you to up level. Right. Mm -hmm. So like other things falling apart in your business, someone stealing money from you, someone randomly quitting on you, like with no notice. And then you have to scramble and like figure everything out. Right. So it's like things can flow, but also still be really challenging. 
it's just challenging in a different way. As you up level more in your life, this is what I found personally, is that things don't, aren't challenging so much like physically, like the physical things are handled, Mm -hmm. like the money, like the, all of that, like stuff to make us feel safe is handled, but then you get more challenging, like mental, spiritual stuff happening. Mm. Um, for sure. But yeah, I think, um, that's like the, the flow flowing and challenges. It's like, if something is, if something's not meant to be, it's, there's going to be no flow at all. Right. It's going to be like blocked the whole entire way. And you're going to be forcing it, forcing it, forcing it. Mm -hmm. Right. You, but so knowing like it's going to flow most of the time, but there's going to be hiccups and like, that's normal. Every time that there's a hiccup, that doesn't mean I'm not supposed to be doing this. Like, let me just tear it all down and start over. It's like, no. Now, if you notice that you're getting like everything is a hiccup, okay, then maybe start looking at things yeah. like, okay, if everything's falling apart, maybe that's a sign you need to move in a different direction. Yeah, it's like there are challenges as you flow through. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's forcing you to grow and expand. Yeah, and become better, right? Or And maybe sometimes to shift you in a slight different direction, right? Not to change everything, but to shift some things that need to be shifted. Yeah. You just have to be aware and just take it one day at a time. Yeah. And I'll say like, okay, I'll use the signing up with a coach example. Like I just kept getting drawn to this person's content. Like I just kept getting drawn to her content. I was like, she triggers me. And I was like, it's really hard to work with her and it's super expensive. Like maybe I shouldn't do that right now, but I just kept being brought back and I was getting all these random signs, like thinking about it over and over again. I'm like, clearly I'm supposed to do this. And like mm-hmm. other things happened that was just putting me in that, in that line, you know? And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to, I'm going to do it clearly. Like it just keeps, I'm getting all the signs, but then that forced me to really shift my own money mindset, make a bigger investment. Like I had to work through all these mental things just to make it happen. And that is what launched me into so much expansion. Right. And so I would say like that's, or with the house, right. Like, you know, I was getting all these messages about this, like signs about, and I was like, how the fuck is that going to happen? Like, I haven't even thought about that. It's a big investment to just kind of do on the fly. Most people start planning to buy a house like pretty far in advance. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's not like a two month thing. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, I like decided this within a week and then started looking at places. Um, But it just, everything just kept pointing that direction. and along the way, like I definitely had moments where I was like, oh my God, this is such a big decision. Like, am I really going to commit to one place? Okay. I'm making a huge ass down payment. Like I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm going to have all these other expenses. Like, and I have these like mental things that come up. Um, and like also affects different relationships in my life. And like, that is, those are the challenges amidst the flow, but I'm like, everything wouldn't be lining up perfectly for this to happen if I wasn't supposed to, mm-hmm. but like, that's how you grow through it. So I, what I would say is if you're listening and you keep getting nudges towards something, you keep thinking about something, you keep getting messages or signs around it, but you're stopping yourself because you feel like there's a, there's a hiccup or a challenge to get there. But it, why would the universe keep sending you in that direction or make you think you, why would you keep thinking about it if you weren't supposed to overcome that hiccup? Exactly. Exactly. So just get uncomfortable and sit through it. Mm-hmm. Don't don't push it away, right? Because so many people would be like, "Oh, I'm getting uncomfortable. This is making me nervous. Like mm-hmm. we got to stop this now, right?" It's like no, but you're right. Like that pushed you, and it's so it is uncomfortable. Like as we, you guys, like probably watch Christina and I, or people like us online, and oh, it's so easy. They make it look so easy as we like up level and grow, and like. No, just our success grows. And it's like, absolutely not. It is not easy Do things flow easily. Yes. So yes, typically, but the, the shifts that we have to make within ourselves are so incredibly challenging and like draining, like in every way possible. And mm-hmm. it's, it's not easy. It, but like I was saying earlier, it's not easy in a different way. Like in the physical world, things are easier. Like that house just like flowed to Christina. That yeah. was like, boom. That was like that was the wild. easiest house purchase that anyone in the world's ever had. I've never, I mean, cause I grew up watching my parents buy their, sell our house and buy new ones a couple of times. And like, 
it was never easy. It was mm-hmm. very stressful and very long. And Christina's like, oh, one month, boom, have a house. Like, <laughs> right. It's like, what? Excuse me. Right. It's like, yeah, it happened so easy. And most people watching are probably so jealous and like, who the fuck, how the fuck does she do that? Like, it just happened so easy. And it's like, yes, but also you guys aren't seeing the behind the scenes where she's having to step into a whole new version and level mm-hmm. of herself. Mm-hmm. And that is harder work than the actual physical, like mm-hmm. the physical stuff, the emotional and spiritual up-leveling. That's like the hardest work ever, in my opinion. Yeah, but also the most rewarding, right? It is. It is because it makes the physical world easier to live in. Mm-hmm. It makes things manifest for you faster. And it makes you more joyful because you're more in alignment with the truth of your soul. Mm, yeah. You know, this also... <laughs> One of my clients is bringing this up and I thought it was a really good topic. I was answering this for her, but I think you might have something good to say too. Is she was saying, you know, I feel like other people in the personal development space, they always talk about the ego and like how bad the ego is. And like, this is your ego coming up and it makes me feel shitty. Like, oh, my ego always comes up. And I feel like you just like don't even care. And I was like, it's not that I don't care, but my ego isn't bad, right? Like my, my mm-hmm. ego is trying to like keep me safe. And it's more about like, you know, if I have somebody in my life who's trying to keep me safe, I'm like, oh, thank you. But also like, no, I'm, I can still do this, right? It's like, you can still move past it. And I think this has to do with learning to love your triggers and also just instead of pushing your ego away, getting comfortable with yeah. it and how to recognize it. Yeah. And treating it with love, mm-hmm. right? Like I treat my ego with the utmost love and I'll be like, I know you feel that way. Like, I, I know you're scared, honey. It's okay. Like, I love you, but also like, shut the F up and like, <laughs> let's get going here. Yeah. Like my, like uh, one of my clients that I worked with, she was also one of my co-coaches inside Total Healing, Uma. She was like, her, her thing with the ego is she's like, I love you, but shut the F up. And she'll say that like all the time. And it's a way of like, we don't hate our egos. They're part of us. We know Mm -hmm. they're trying to protect us, but also like they get in the way sometimes. And it's like, we have to say like, step aside now, honey. I know Mm -hmm. you're scared, but step aside. It's Mm -hmm. okay. My higher self knows what it's doing. Um, And so, yeah, like there's nothing wrong with your ego. It's part of you. Like your ego is what allows you to be living on earth. It has Mm -hmm. a very important purpose. So why would we try to push that away? Yeah. I mean, think ancestrally too, in terms of evolution. I mean, if we didn't have an ego, like, you're right, it's like keeping us safe, really. So it's it not is. like it's a bad thing, but it's, there's just some mismatch with the information. And I think where people get in trouble is when they just take their ego as the one and only truth instead of just, here's some information, but it doesn't have to be my choice or my truth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, Stepping back and realizing, because like when you get wrapped up in the ego, you can think like, oh, like identify with all your emotions. And it's like, no, Mm -hmm. you are not that. You are not your ego. You are not those emotions. This is just an aspect of you. But you are so much, you are your higher self, right? And so when we can separate the two, it makes it so much easier. But it's a challenge. Like it's a practice. It's not like Christine and I were able to identify our ego versus our higher self like right away. It takes time. Yeah. And I think it also takes somebody else helping you recognize it. out like a coach who's yeah. going to trigger you to <laughs> yeah. trigger you into seeing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also, one of the last things I just want to say is I was thinking about this as you were talking. I feel like getting comfortable with getting triggered and like being able to do the shadow work and uh, take responsibility for myself has allowed me to become such a better problem solver, which is also not only does it just help you live more in flow because you become really good at manifesting shit. But also I'm, I feel like I'm just good at solving problems because it shifts your mindset. So you can just open yourself up to all those potential p- possibilities. And like, you know, what would my highest self, like what decision would she make? Right. What would the abundance mindset decision be here? And I think because of that mindset shift, I become much better at solving problems, like finding solutions in my life instead of sitting in the victim mindset, which also helps more things come in. I agree. I feel the same. Yeah. So if any of this, uh, if you want to be good at solving problems, definitely learn to love your triggers. That's for sure. (laughs) Takes practice, guys. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, um, 
let's just wrap up. And if there's anyone out there who is nervous about something, they keep feeling led to, but it's, there's something about it that's triggering them. What would you say? Look deeper into it. Don't shy away from it. Mm -hmm. Go deeper into it. Sit with it. Journal on it. Ask yourself some questions and figure out like, what exactly am I feeling? Like, how am I feeling triggered? What emotions and feelings are coming up for me? And try and figure out where, like, dig deep and figure out like where those are coming from, what limiting beliefs you have. And then I would say move towards it. Mm -hmm. Move towards the things that scare you. Yeah. What is it about? What is it about me? (laughs) <laughs> that is making me get triggered by this. Yeah. Not what is it about that person too? Exactly. You know? Yes. Yes. So such an important um, way to see it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on the podcast and talking all about triggers and triggering people with me. I appreciate Thanks for it. having me. I always love coming on. <laughs> so where can people connect with you? You can find me on Instagram at the Rachel Barber. Um, or you can learn more about our brain rewiring certification program at brainrewiringcoach.com. And then um, more about my program, Total Healing, will be talked about on my Instagram page. Awesome. Thanks, Rach. Thank you. Huge shout out to Rachel for coming on the podcast and talking about all things triggers. You can find more from her on Instagram at the Rachel Barber and also at brainrewiringcoach.com. Don't forget that enrollment for No Bullshit Business School closes September 25th. This is the last week to sign up, the last time I'm running this program this year. And you can apply at bit.ly slash no BSBS. Don't forget you can get exclusive behind the scenes content related to my life and the podcast on my private Instagram page, Wellness Realness Crew. All you have to do to get access to that page is DM a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review to that account, Wellness Realness Crew. And when I get your request to follow and the screenshot of your iTunes rating and review, I have to have that DM. A lot of people are requesting to follow but not sending in that screenshot. When I get that, then I will accept your request and you'll get access to the page. You can also connect further with other podcast listeners by heading to our free Facebook page, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. That's going to be it for today's show. Thanks again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day and I'll chat with you again next episode.